you were talking in your sleep. Weirdo. Greetings. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett's here as always with my good buddy who I just yelled at about cyberpunk edge runners for 30 minutes. Uh, Kyle, he's here. Join the Patreon for that special spoiler episode. Yeah, we're putting up a bonus uh, cyberpunk spoiler episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a spoiler to that spoiler. I didn't love the two, final two episodes, but I love the rest of it. I love the rest. Yeah, we of have it. a nice little chat. We have yeah. a nice little chat. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's good. It's good. It's good, man. Uh, but but rapidly shifting gears because I promised I would mention this in the in the pre-show on the live stream. Uh, I've got Mass Effect on the brain, man. I saw some hmm. of the footage there, and you, you do this thing for the for the audio only listeners. They don't know what the hell we're talking about. They ain't seen this stuff. They didn't know this had a visual component streamed yeah. live on youtubecom slash TV every single Thursday well at two p.m. Eastern time. They didn't Ooh, know that going the whole way. Yeah, they didn't know that. But. You do. You put up a little logo that says "Grinding Gear," and then you got like just random footage from games you and I both love. Yeah. And uh, well, I, I think I put show. "Darkest Dungeon" in here. Yeah. And so, yeah. They're not all games you love, but I, you and I love. There's some yeah. of your oh, favorites. Okay. There's some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know what that uh, train thing is. I have no idea. What and that, that was uh, Factorio. That's some there's Factorio. Trains right and Factorio. Oh wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's when it goes heavy, man. That's when it becomes <laughs> hardcore drugs. Like. <laughs> You're having a good time playing like base level Minecraft and it's like, all right, now freaking network the whole planet. Mm. It's intense. Well, a- anyways, Mass Effect showed up and uh, it reminded it's been on my mind, man. I've been getting shamed again for my, you know, for for who I romanced because you brought up Tally on our video that Did released I? this past Wednesday. I don't remember doing that. I don't, I don't remember doing wasn't that. Wasn't that somewhere somehow Tally got brought up for sure somewhere somehow because I do bring it up often and anyway I then tweeted out I for one am sick of being shamed for my romance choice (laughs) of being Miranda shamed that's it I I am sick of being Miranda shamed uh I would I do that there's dozens of us joke here but I know there's way more than that it's just you know I think for a lot of uh a lot of uh people that prefer uh, you know, women, it's probably a basic choice. It's probably a basic oh, choice. Yeah, but we could say Garrus is pretty basic as well, but doesn't mean it's a bad choice. <laughs> Garrus, I feel like, is the basic interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, you know, dating Batman. Yeah, who Hello? wouldn't want you know, to date Batman? Actually, I would probably not. I wouldn't recommend dating Batman. Batman is not emotionally no. available, but that's what makes Garrus so great. He is. He is an emotionally available Batman. So you're you're jonesing for some bioware You're like, I, I, just I am, I am, dude. It's like I, I wish we had more time because I'm like, dude, I want. Because I was thinking the other day, I was like, shit. I, how do we not have a Mass Effect MMO? It'd be so much fun to do co-op Mass Effect. Like, if if I could will into existence a dream co-op game for you and I to go through. You know, once we're caught up with Final Fantasy or whatever, that would be it. A, a, a co-optable Mass Effect experience. So, like, give me an, a Mass Effect MMO, uh, which which now has led me down the trail of, like, it'd just be fun to go through SWOTOR start to finish with you. Like, you know, it's only so co-opable, but 
still, it's more co-opable than, say, Mass Effect. I'd be interested in hearing chats like uh, thoughts as well as, you know, email in and all that sort of thing. Message us, join our Discord, all those various ways to contact us. Let me know, like, what co-op shooter with RPG elements landed for you. Because I feel like we're in bullet sponge hell still. Like, we still haven't figured out that special sauce. I, I would argue that Destiny did a very good job. You, It did not work for you at all. You just don't like Destiny. No, I'm not much for the aesthetic. I, I did. I did like Destiny. But my only friend that played it regularly is our good buddy Patrick Beja, who lives in France, and there's a massive time difference to overcome there. So I didn't really get to do any uh, proper co-oping in, in Destiny, which is why I eventually stopped playing it. But... But I, I really like both Destinies. I had a lot of fun with those games, playing primarily solo. And uh, in another life, there is a pocket universe somewhere where one Kyle Ferguson likes that game, and you and I had a good old time playing it. We did try out quite a bit of Division in the past, which was always like right on the edge of being great. Oh, dude, I love the first Division. Like and then the second one went to DC, and I'm like, I don't like this setting. <laughs> like, they I'm, also doubled down on that cover shooting, and it got kind of just boring. I, I'm fine with I'm fine with cover shooting as long as I'm not playing other cover shooting games at the same time. Like yeah, I, you can I, only have one in your life. I was really into Gears of War up through three, uh, two I think was the 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 highlight of that entire series, and I I haven't played anything past three. I heard the most recent one was really good, but I just haven't. I don't care enough to go back. That to me is couch co op with your college roommates. I cannot recapture that feeling, so I'm not going to bother chasing it. Um, healthy. Yeah. Healthy choice. Yeah. So, so the division came out at a good time. I was at a long enough space from essentially Gears Three was the last cover based shooter I played. So when the first division came out, it was like, yeah, I'm in the mood for this. Let's go. I loved the first division. I played the crap out of that game. Um, but then two came out, and I was really excited about it. And I was like, oh right, I just think I just liked New York because like a couple hours into that DC setting, I was like, I'm not into this. Mm. It was a little more flat. Like New York had the sort of mystery around every corner, yeah. but it was a zombie apocalypse without a zombie apocalypse. There was no zombies. Should have been zombies. I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I, I loved the New York setting of like, yeah, sorry, the garbage men decided to create a cult of pyromancers. Like, I loved it. It was fine. I liked how they wrote all that together. The the different gangs that would try and kill you, and you know how they kind of had themes. I thought it was really I fun. I think Halo did it best, really, because what I want is a shooter like Doom, the new Dooms, where it's a puzzle shooter. And old Halo had that and that, you know, I'm going to charge up my pistol and then you're going to run in a shotgun and I'll break the shields. You do the rest. And I've got grenades. You don't. I've got this kind of grenade. Like, not that you couldn't switch weapons fast enough in Halo or Doom, but I feel like there's a sauce they could get into there where like. Each purpose person maybe can only hold one gun and one person's breaking the shields and the other one's doing the, the health part. Yeah, I, I, I used to always break it up with my roommates, both in Halo and Gears of War with like distance and, and close quarters. Um, yeah, I, I tend to prefer close quarters. And my 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 buddy, Mike, yeah, who I lived with in college, he was uh, he was really good with the sniper rifle in both games, in both uh, Gears of War and in Halo. And so when we were going through those campaigns on max difficulty, I was just running ahead like a maniac and he was just plinking from a distance. As a matter of fact, that's kind of, that's kind of how I proved to him that I didn't suck at video games. Cause he, uh, the first time we ever played together was gears of war one. He said he never heard, saw so many people get a chainsaw kill with a Lancer on the hard difficulty. 
and not like completely eat it. And I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, at least against AI. Man, Anthem was sad. Anthem was sad. Anthem, yeah, yeah. That boy, that flying was fun though. It was. It, it was, was some good flying. flying. Those I, load I, screens I, were atrocious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Anyway, I'm I'm itching for another co-op experience. Like I'm having so much fun playing through Final Fantasy with you. Like I want I want to do something else. I want to add. Well, something that's how to I feel mix. about. Yeah, like Wild Hearts, seen those ads, a little, you know, a little messy, perhaps has the extra mechanics in there to sort of differentiate itself from Monster Hunter. But I feel like I can't even play Wild Hearts until I play Monster Hunter because I simply didn't taste the original to know what the new flavor is. Then I can yeah. be elitist about I, it too. I'd I rather like, just this yeah. isn't real Dark Souls. I've wanted to play Monster Hunter for so long that I would rather just go play Monster Hunter. Yeah. If I'm going to make time for that type of game in my life, I'm going to go play the one I've been wanting to play for years. So it's on the list. Yeah. It's on the list. And hey, shout out to Donnie in our chat who's sending a super chat uh, saying Miranda is top tier, but where's my Krogan love interest? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Could they have? No. Yes. No. The, the genophage was just wiping things out, not just the females. So they could have done that. Yeah, just because you're you're doomed uh, unless you complete a very long quest arc between multiple games uh, doesn't mean you don't want love. Yeah, everyone needs love, even crazy frog beasts. Even more so when you're doomed. Let's get you. That's true. Yeah, every old. James Bond has made that clear. Yeah, have you seen the most? Have you seen Daniel Craig's last one? It's it's good, man. No, no, I I watched the one with M in the house, and that M was okay. oh Skyfall. That one's great. Skyfall's yeah. Skyfall might be the best of all of them. I think. It's a yeah. good song too. Yeah, it's a good, good ass song. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty decent. No, the, Sometimes the, she phones it in, but I do like it. No time was no time to die was a really solid ass James Bond movie and a really good exit for Daniel Craig. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Highly um, recommend it. I'm bracing for whatever Kristen's selection of the season is. Every year she gets to pick one horror movie that is completely off my comfort zone. Uh, previously was Conjuring, you know, a few years ago, and I ended up really, really enjoying that. Last one and year, two are fantastic. I never saw two yet. Maybe that's what she'll pick. I don't know. Ooh. I don't. I don't include myself in the decision. It's all her. This is Ooh. my well, then gift you to should, her. If she doesn't choose that, you should be like, hey, we should also watch Conjuring too. I really liked it. The new it. I was really yeah, good. I like the first um, one. I, I we we've had. To, I don't yeah, know if this yeah. has been on. I can never remember what we talk about on air and what we just you know bullshit about when we're you know doing housekeeping. I, but I know you're well aware that I loved the first it, and I think the second one is pretty disappointing. I thought it was fine. I had, I had a good time. It was it's, fun. Bill Hader's really good in it. Yeah. No, he carries the show. Yeah. And the, the time jumps are weird, but I enjoyed them. Uh, and then um, we did The Ring, I think, last year. How does that hold up? I haven't watched that since it was new. It wasn't as horrifying as The Grudge. And those sort of, you know, explorations and continuations of The Ring. Okay, because that's where it lives in my head. Uh, the Ring is the better narrative, but The Grudge is just terrifying. Yeah, yeah. There has been other movies. The, the Pulse was awful, just absolutely awful. But uh, there has been ones influenced by it that have done better. And I'm just talking about the the American Ring. I didn't. We didn't watch the original Japanese Ring. Ringu. Yeah, yeah, haven't seen that one. Maybe that's this year. I don't know. I don't know. Japan, Japan, Japanese was, horror, uh, I, it 
kind of on principle scares the living shit out of me. So I tend to not watch it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wait for the sweet embrace of exhaustion for that night's sleep. Too, too many jump scares. <laughs> I hate jump scares, even if I know they're coming. Katie, I've never seen someone flinch less. She just mm, sits through any, any jump scare on earth. And she's just like, why are you jumping? You can see it come. I'm like, I don't care. I, knowing it's coming is almost, almost makes it worse. Yeah. Almost yeah. makes it worse. But yeah. So anywho, you uh, want to see what's in the news this week? Let's do that. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. Tell you who's not shoving it is CD Projekt Red, who just announced uh, all the games, like more than six titles. And uh, all I can think about, Kyle, is that we'll probably be dead by the time the third one of these releases. <laughs> I mean, most of these aren't going to come out. I would assume or <laughs> half of our mobile games or card games or something along that yeah, line. Yeah. And to call this an announcement, I think is slightly disingenuous. This was all part of an investor strategy update, which means this is all for P to convince people to part with their money to back CD project red, or if they've already invested to stay there, they, you know, don't, don't sell your shares, stick mm -hmm. around, look at all the good stuff we're doing. And, uh, makes sense. Not Kickstarter. It, they want to make money. <laughs> I do think, you know, honestly, um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think CD Projekt Red is on the back of a, a bit of a comeback right now in the public sure. eye. Edge Runners was a massive success and has led to uh, Cyberpunk 2077 crossing that 20 million copies sold threshold and just having a whole lot of people, myself included, even checking it out for the first time. Um, I'm actually like, I'm so inundated with final fantasy 14 work and schoolwork right now that I haven't had time to get back to it. And I am like jonesing. I legitimately am excited to get back to that game, which I didn't see myself being in that position. So I just see this as like another, another page on their comeback story strategy booklet. It looks good. Yeah. You know, it, it looks good to investors that you got all this plan. I'm sure the devs are just, pleased as heck i saw a number of tweets this week that was like it's so good to be back it's so good to be back in good graces uh this feels so nice we worked so hard on this game and nobody liked it and well yeah yeah you delayed and then it wasn't a, a good product in the end plus the whole like old gen next gen thing that happened just yeah yeah just i think if you go in just kind of thinking of it as a general gta adjacent experience you'll have a good time Speaking, you can date in that. You can get yourself a date, you know, whoever you want. Uh, Corpo, uh, Cyberpunk, whatever. There's options in there for you. It's probably something Miranda E in a tight suit. <laughs> Not that Tally wasn't in a tight suit. Everyone's anything, in so. a tight suit in in both Cyberpunk and Mass Effect. The, the tightness, the the fit of your clothes. There, it's everything's tight. The future, yeah. As as a wonderful unfitted. character in Breaking Bad once said, "Tight, tight, tight." Unfitted is the past. Mm. Mm. Been learning a bit about fashion recently because I'm buying curtains. <laughs> what, what, what does fashion have to do with curtains? Well, because, you know, curtains look good when they touch the floor because it communicates to your eyeballs geometry that this curtain was fitted for the house it exists in. And that's what fashion is, too. Like fashion literally is. If it's fitted, you're suggesting to everyone around you, I have the money to make this fitted. Same reason why you ever seen like old medieval like merchant paintings where they have like this crazy pile of cloth on their head. Like it's just like it's a hat, but it's like just everywhere. Huge. Kyle, you are the uh, New York of 
the division of conversationalists. I never know what's around the next corner. And so that communicates to your employers slash investors. I am so damn rich. I can afford just random cloth on my head. And psychologically you go, they must be rich. I saw a TikTok last month uh, that was all about uh, how to spot a millennial. And it made me feel very old. And a big part of it was get away from that fitted shit. What are you doing? We're, we're back to larger, baggier items. I'm simplifying. Are, are we? It was mostly talking about a, a big difference between denim jackets. Oh. oh, Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So if you notice what a lot of Gen Zers are wearing these days, it's a lot less fitted in the, the jacket department, a little more loose and uh, less defined. Okay. Okay. Again, like if, you know, there's fitted and then there's excess cloth. Like both are are wealthy extremes, but it's when your should be fitted thing isn't fitted, you go, oh, you know, that was cheap. Yeah. You don't look good. But anyway, CG Project Red uh, announced a ton of crap and maybe we'll live to see some of it. Uh, They're apparently making uh, far too many Witcher games. Um, Why not? Actually, it's not all them making it. It appears so... There's going to be a new Witcher game that's going to kick off a new trilogy. So essentially three Witcher games right there that CD Projekt Red themselves will be developing. Then there's two more Witcher games in development from other studios. And these Witcher games have nothing to do with the new trilogy. Is this the U.S. based baby they had recently? I don't know. Kind of like how, you know, Blizzard has babies occasionally that go off and, you know, they're working on strategy games and stuff like that. Uh, Witcher, CD Projekt Red just had one that moved to the U.S. and is doing like a, not necessarily a parent studio. You know, they're, they've moved out, but they're in league with them. I, believe, I think they also acquired a studio. So hopefully three of these are a proper Witcher game. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, focused on Siri. That'd be a great a great storyline. She was really fun. She had really cool mechanics, a nice little advancement of Geralt's abilities. They said that blood and wine was the end of Geralt's story. So he should be done. No more Geralt, no more gruff, gruff dude who grew on me immensely. I've, I've avoided Witcher three forever. I even owned Witcher two. I just got in there. I was like, Ooh, I don't want to pretend to be this man. <laughs> I want to make my own character. I had a very similar reaction the first time I picked up uh, Witcher 2. Never played Witcher 1, beat Witcher 2. Um, and I had the same thing. I was like, guy's so gruff, but by the end, yeah. you just kind of love them. Oh, yeah, and they play with it, too. There's wonderful scenes, as well as one particular expansion where uh, that's uh, Blood and Stone, Stone, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Stone... <laughs> Something about Stone. It was great. Like, it, it, it really played with the idea of him, and they are very self-aware at times. So I would love the exploring Siri, but they actually did for a while, a while ago. They put out an image, and this was back in March. They had the new saga begin. So the oh, whole Witcher yes. announcement. Oh, a, a wolf pendant in the snow. There's so much to uh, glean from this. Well, not necessarily a wolf pendant if you want to put on your nerd hat here. You know, oh. we can go a little deeper. Some people think it's a cat pendant, which there is the school of the cat, which uh, there's like rival witcher schools that all monster hunt, but they really don't like each other because they're all, you know, different businesses kind of thing. Uh, this is confirmed to be the school of the lynx, which is entirely made up. And uh, I guess in the book, Siri at some point got a cat pendant 
though wasn't part of the school of the cat necessarily. So they're just farting off. They're, they're, they bought the rights for, I believe, something like $200,000, and the book creator will never forgive them. And they can run with it, and they're just going to go make new stuff up. My point stands, it's not a very interesting uh, teaser image. No, it, it says there's more. And all I need to know is there's more. And there's a pendant. If we go visit other schools, you know, the, the wolf school up at its castle, like I've seen it. I, I would like to go to other schools and see what they're about, see other worlds, uh, uh, regions mm. of whatever their planet plane was called. Just, you know, just uh, just make the game good. That'd be nice. Make the game good and don't make it for old consoles. Yep, let's don't, yeah, let's I like- do that. I like the third person. I'd be sad if they, I don't oh, really I not express how much I do not want to play a first person Witcher game. Yeah. I'm not much for the swords in first person. I no. put up with it in like Skyrim. Vermintide. Because... Yeah. Vermintide's fun. I like Vermintide. Yeah. It's um, a very different type of game though. And Vermintide's more of a shooter that happens to have melee weapons that you use when you don't have ammo or yeah. magic. Or and whatever. also Skyrim, I play primarily in third person. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you weirdo. It's, I don't what, I have my own character. I want to see it. And uh, uh. honestly, one of my prime complaints about cyberpunk. What, what did you roll in Skyrim? What were you doing out there? And Scott, I have freaking uh, stealthy ass rogue archer. Roll with the stealth in arching in the third person. I would go first person to line up my shots. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. You ever, you haven't played PUBG. If you play PUBG in third person, which is how I learned the game initially, I now I'm like a first person purist in PUBG. But when I initially learned the game, I played in third person and you can like map it to be like a single button click to go into first person for aiming. Okay. That makes sense. I did like the spell casting because you had like both your hands up on screen and granted you know that means you're walking around like you got really wet hands and you're trying to keep it from going down your sleeves but it's still going down your sleeves like you're, you're walking around you're, ah! uh, <laughs> but you could like double channel and like if you did ice ice you could do like Woo, and like put them together and make a bigger ice but could bowl. you do baby you could not do baby mm. they're also working on something just entirely new so they got another cyberpunk game and then something that is just Entirely new. Hopefully they kind of keep on this trend. I would love to see more tabletop book explorations. Like if they got a hold of Mistborn, and Mistborn's probably too big of a property, but if they got a hold of some of these really cool book series that have excellent magic systems, I would love that. I'm I'm surprised how many people think I'm a madman in chat right now. I'm just like, have you played Skyrim? Like the controls aren't that good. It doesn't really matter how you play that game. No, and I mean, if you're just like swinging axes and stuff, I can see third person being it, okay. But it's, it is. Uh, I I think Bethesda games are kind of the the masterclass of the master of none. It's like such a perfect encapsulation of that. They're impressive because of the breadth of their content, not by the fit and finish of their content. I don't think you'd like Yakuza. I started that up over the week. I saw that you you got, you got, uh, I've heard they're hilarious, especially the newer Yakuza's and I would love to play them. Um, But I know how much time it takes to get through a Yakuza game. Yes. Which is why I'm looking at you going, what are you doing, dude? Well, it's like a night game, you know, I'm about to, you know, we're about to have our second kid. So there's going to be like, you know, laying on the couch with the baby sleeping on you kind of, kind of okay, things going so you on. Put you, this, okay. Cause in my head, I, I, can you tell I don't have kids? Cause I'm like, but this, that's like, 
that's a major hour commitment and you're, you're about yeah. to have your second kid. I wasn't thinking about, you know, just like, I can't sleep because the little one isn't asleep and I just got to, you know, let them fall asleep on my chest while I, you know, play a game because I've nothing better. Yeah, I got to go like gamble or, you know, play karaoke or something. Get yeah, points. Okay. But now that makes a lot more sense now that you've explained this to me. I, he's, he's, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a newbie when it comes to child rearing. I, ultimately, my goal is I start up Game Pass because at the end of the month, Persona 5's coming out on it. And I have been recommended that so many times, even before we started streaming Final Fantasy. So it's not like a JRPG thing, just people being like my friends, you know, texting me being like, have you played this? You'd love it. And I'm like, I know it's not available for PC and it's coming out on Steam for 60 bucks. Saw it on the Game Pass day one. I was like, oh, well, hey, let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's get that Game hey. Pass rolling. Game again. Pass. Hey, there we go. Yeah, I never played a Persona game. Everyone tells me I'll love them. I think the earlier ones are emo as shit too. So I th- I think the the <laughs> I'm trying not to shame you. Because you know, play your games how you want. But I butt heads with the idea that you complain about Bethesda games being ugly all the time when you stood and stared at the just jankiness of the third person overall body as it was like up and down and like crouch and then go and then and then weirdly contort as it would throw an axe around like it's just talking about oh in in skyrim yeah well yeah but those the games are hideous i just kind of accept that if i'm gonna play one i know but you're enhancing the hideousness you are you are if i already think if i already think something is just kind of inherently ugly like i'm i'm just i'm in you're just suspended your disbelief. I, I'm either not engaging with it at all, or I'm just accepting it for what it is. So, uh, like two examples, original Tron too ugly to watch. In my opinion, mm. too ugly to watch. I've never seen it. I've tried like 10 separate times. I can't do it. Um, but Skyrim, I do think this is my opinion. I think Bethesda games are hideous. Skyrim's fun enough that I just, I don't care. I just immerse myself in it and like being in a really cold body of water. Eventually you don't notice it anymore. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I do play Slay the Spire, so, you know, I I get it once you're ingrained. I mean, same goes for any MMO, like from the outside, anytime MMO is announced, like, you know, New World, right? I saw that and I was like, oh, I don't really like the look. But once you're in there and you get in the world and you're like, oh, that shield looks good because I understand in the world that having little wings on the side is more enhanced than a normal looking buckler. Your brain starts to put it together and you start understanding the visual language. Yeah. But then the game felt very samey, very quick for me, and I never went back to it. Oh, you actually played New World? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was like, oh, I can fence. I've never had a, like a fencing sword in the game before. How cool. And then I was just doing the same thing for hours on end. And I was just kind of like, eh, if I'm going to do the same thing over and over, I'll go play WoW. Yeah, miserable monster models is why I never got in. Just They're not great. Yeah, it is a very, um, I think, a very uh, uh, generic game. Yeah. Just kind of all around. The way it looks, the way it plays. Yeah, not really my jam there's little little moments of brilliance but overall yeah all the vegetation in that game looks like it was a photoshop brush it's like here's all your plants get the plant brush out <laughs> nothing looks intelligently designed except for the villages the villages were kind of cool but it's because you could tell that like that they decided where a building went and what a building looked like do they procedurally generate that stuff or did they go through with a brush and just go? Bruh? I believe large swaths of the land was kind of like they had a system that kind of did it automatically. Yeah. Like the Lord of the Rings battles 
you know, back in the day when they were showing off their work tech and we're probably both overly simplifying, but yeah, that's oh, kind of how it is in my absolutely. head. But yeah. I think the larger villages in new world were like, you know, actually designed by hand and you could tell because then when you went out, it was just like, there's just plants everywhere. There's too many plants. It happens a lot. There's certainly that element when you're in a game, you're like, did someone actually design this? Is this, it was on purpose. It happens. It happens. I feel, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I feel that way a little bit of that uh, that Horizon game. Like it's just too visually uh, high high fidelity. Like it's like everything is so rendered. It's it's, it's like I kind of my eyes get overloaded looking at that game. I would say that's the problem with Tron as well. It's, also, there's no weight in the action scenes. Is probably my biggest. You're talking problem. about the original like, or the the, the, the original sequel? original. Oh, okay. Like when, when yeah, it, like everything kind of has role. that look, so everything just kind of blurs together. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good and point. Like wearing pajamas, and you can like see the pajamas kind of like getting folded. You know, when the guy <laughs> bends over or whatever, and you're like, oh, those are just pajamas. Like, uh, this is lame. Yeah, I'm not watching this. Look, <laughs> Ferris and Chad. This is too many plants. Eight out of ten. Yep. <laughs> What a mess. Honestly, there's there's shallow things that stop you from playing from games. You know, like this, I, this, this, our friendship is really nothing but exploring how shallow we can be at times. <laughs> well, you know, as the consumer, we're allowed to be a little shallow at times. And my shallow complaint about Horizon Zero Dawn is I don't want to bend over that much to pick up stuff. I save like depth for it. friendships and relationships. I don't, I don't, I, you know, when it comes to fun consumer experiences, I'm going to be shallow, damn it. Listen, you got a limited time on this planet and they are vying for it. You have to make certain decisions. <laughs> exactly. And for me, watching someone collect things off the ground in Horizon Zero Dawn, New Horizons or something like that. Forbidden West. New? Forbidden West. Uh, they, you had to full stop. You would like, hurt. Bend over, pick it up, bend over, pick it up. No, 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 no. I just need to like vacuum that crap up. If you want me to do any crafting. Ooh. Uh don't mean to like bury Final Fantasy talk somewhere where we weren't planning on having it and we'll probably have to re-mention this on a stream at some point when we're actually playing Final Fantasy but I've had this feeling in Final Fantasy this week I've been leveling in Final Fantasy got my set summoner to 70 so I can get XP now in Shadowbringers huzzah nice, um, nice. so one of the nights I totally put out a call in the free company I was like hey anyone would just want to like bum rush a bunch of roulettes and that was cool but then the next night I was feeling antisocial so i queued up and waited the long dps queue so that meant i went and did the kojin beast tribe quest which if you are like a world of warcraft player it's basically doing like your dailies for reputation um and they are a lot more accessible than dailies in world of warcraft they're you can get them done a lot faster however because of how streamlined it is other little things of it have really started bothering me this week on those beast tribe quests you have to click so many times to get through lines of dialogue to just pick up and turn in these quests. It drives me insane now. Mm. It's, it is a small thing, and it doesn't actually take that much time. And compared to other MMOs, getting these dailies done is a lot faster. 100%. Not arguing that. I should not have to click like eight times to accept each quest. It's something My I realized because I've also been recently playing... Wrath of Lich King Classic, and if you pick up a quest in WoW, it's here's the whole thing on a single page, hit accept. Right. Yeah. Give me that, please. Give me that, please, in Final Fantasy. <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but having played as such, I feel like it's a controller artifact. Because on controller, like I'm doing Dome and Restoration, mm. which is like a it's like a rep grind kind of thing. 
you go to your donation box. You walk up and you click the item you want to donate. And then it asks you way over here if you'd like to do that for sure. And then you do it again, like across the screen, across the screen. You're working out your mouse hand. But on controller, you would just go the whole thing down. And same with going through dialogue or anything else like that. On controller, you're just spamming A through everything you just mentioned. Yeah. I think if it's repeatable content, though, like give me a one pager, please. Yeah. No, I, I, if the so game I do, could so, sense. So, so chat's even bringing up, chat's even bringing up numpad zero, and I've been doing that. But if it's a hand in quest, it cancels out and you got to start it over again. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, and it's really annoying. Um, yeah. Also, just get rid of hand in. Why do I got a hand in? It never. It never feels good. It always feels like an interruption. I so have noticing. to assume after. Sorry, go ahead. Go for it. Go for okay. it. I, I was going to bring up a, a, a Yakuza again. I have to assume that this is some sort of like immersion or systems thing, because even Yakuza starts with that same like same sound effect, same menu as Fatal Frame and everything that you've ever played from Japan. And they are just extremely insistent on immersion. But sometimes it goes too far, like, you know, our, our shadow brings bringers fairy, like telling us how, you know, banks work. Like it just it happens. And I think it's just kind of what they're used to. Like we start all our movies with an action scene. And maybe maybe across the world, that's not preferred. So I feel like there's there's some element of like, now nah, this is the way it works or maybe just immersion that they prefer in Japan as creators. That we in the West are like, no, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. But this is like a sign that I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting deep into Final Fantasy because I'm now I now understand it enough to have, <laughs> have very specific and petty gripes. <laughs> well, I can bring it back to the topic here. Excellent segue. Do that to Witcher, please, because there were horrible menu problems in Witcher 3. Like I loved doing oils for my weapons. I found it really immersive. I, there wasn't stealth in Witcher, but, you know, you had like on your Witcher sense, your Batman goggles, and you'd be walking around and you're like checking the footprints and then you're checking the things. And then it's like, ah, I think it's a, a something, a werewolf. And and you're like, OK, so I go to my logbook and it's like werewolf week two fire and oil of the snake. I'm like sick. Let me get all equipped because I'm playing on hard here. This feels good. Let me put on my anti werewolf armor. I don't think that was a thing, but you get what I'm going at. You let me put on. Yeah, let me attach my fire spells. Let me get out my snake oil. <laughs> Didn't intend that. You oil up your sword in the menu system after you've done all this menu work of getting your menus laid out. You engage the fight, and then your oil lasts for ten hits, twenty hits if you like fully spec into it. And then mid Gerald jump flip, you're like, pause, menu, inventory, oils, apply to blade, yes, back, 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 continue flip. So please think about your menus. And oils are very cool, and I love getting set up for battle, but that's got to go in a new Witcher game. That was super lame. I mean, I thought oils were lame, so it, you know, it's, it's all personal preference at the end of the day. It was fun. Like I said, I liked the theming. I was really immersing myself in that. And I played on harder difficulty, which didn't require me going down that route, but it did, you know, facilitate my brain going, ooh, this is useful. Mm. Mm. Well, speaking of games that are uh, a mess to some people, let's talk about <laughs> Overwatch 2. <laughs> yeah. 
Boy, dude, Overwatch 2. What a what a delightful mess. Yes, uh, I'll introduce the counterpoint early on. For those who are deep in the know, like we once were for, you know, many games, but here's the storm, of course, immediately comes to mind. This release is a huge shakeup of the meta by minusing a person down from six players to five players and getting rid of the off tank kind of role. So people who were like in it for the grind and the ranked are happy as long as they can get in the video game. That is the vibe. I'm again, I talked to our, uh, our mutual friend, Patrick Beja, who still very much enjoys Overwatch. And that was kind of what he told me. He's like, Hey, for those of us who are still in it, this is great. We're having a good time. Yeah. Overwatch. This is a positive change in terms of the, the meta and the moment to moment gameplay. I was like, cool. Cause I wanted that gut check. Cause boy, Overwatch seems uh, unappealing to me, but I covered Blizzard for so long. I can't stop. Look, I can't stop staring. I'm just curious about the overall story, how it's going from a marketing perspective, what their communication is like. And from that side of things, it, it does seem a, a bit ablaze. I wouldn't call this a full on dumpster fire, but it's, it's just like, could, could Blizzard just one, one of their things. Could it just be just an all, just all around positive success? It's multi bad for sure. As you sort of alluded to. Yeah. It's, <laughs> There are many facets going like I saw, you know, videos last night, like videos are coming up on YouTube. There was asthma gold face palming because he was uh, the, one of the lead designers. I think of the battle you're just pass describing is, asthma gold thumbnail. If you're saying, well, sure, cool. sure. Well, sometimes he's really excited, right? It's not uh, that's always true, but never went for, 50, very 50, rarely 50. for blizzard things. 50, 50. <laughs> this particular clip was because uh, the battle pass designer and systems designer was a World of Warcraft designer. So they were all having a laugh because, oh, no, they ruined WoW systems. Now they're going to Overwatch. Oh, no. You know, why didn't they put Diablo Immortal people on this? At least those systems make money. So, <laughs> there's a no, lot of we compar- don't want that. <laughs> I know, but there's a lot of comparisons to Diablo Immortal, which is working for people and money making uh, people who are still in that machine. And then there's comparisons to Apex Legends, of course, which has, for many people, a very positive experience with the Battle Pass. Yes. Another thing I asked Patrick about, because he was uh, he was having a long Twitter conversation with folks about how this, how the Overwatch 2 Battle Pass system matches up to things like Apex Legends. And it turns out, not as well, I guess. I guess Apex Legends is a little more generous than the Overwatch 2. This is me speaking very generally based on a, a Twitter thread with, a uh, you know, another video game podcaster who I trust. But, yeah. But that's not the big news. I have, of course, DDoS attack. Uh, that happened to there, them. Yeah, there is a DDoS attack. Uh, there's uh, There was a, a issue where people who use prepaid phones couldn't get in, which was quite the scandal because it seemed like a lot of folks that use prepaid phones are doing so because they are on a very strict budget. So it felt like, wait a minute, why are you punishing us? Because we don't want to get into bed with a predatory long-term phone contract that can affect our credit. This is the one I don't really understand. So I'd love to go a little deeper because last week I was talking about protections and thinking in my history with Dota about phone entering over there. I saw it as a positive to protect against smurfing and cheating. But it seems now that like in advance of this release, Blizzard went, but not all phones are good. 
they yeah. they segmented they like dealed with a verizon I, I, or something or like you gotta have a real phone i believe it was an oversight okay whatever the case is it still played out the way it played and it has since been in a murky way walked back so for those that don't know, we talked a bit about it last week, but again, to catch you up, Overwatch 2 has a mandatory two-factor authentication system that must be run through a phone. It is called SMS Protect. It needs to run through a phone. You need to have a like an approved cell phone device, but prepaid phones did not meet the requirement of this system. So if you're doing like a Cricket Wireless or any of these other prepaid phones... Uh, which if you're unfamiliar with that, you literally buy a phone and it has like a prepaid amount of minutes and whatnot on it. And then if you don't re-up, the phone just gets shut off as opposed to like a long-term, like, you know, I, I, I have AT&T. If I don't pay AT&T, it technically it's going to impact my credit kind of a thing. So I wasn't aware of the, the credit impact. I do Google phone. So I do, I like call on Wi-Fi and weird stuff like that. Do you, do you have data? Do you have a data yes, plan? Who is I it do. through? Google. Google? Yeah, Google. Google Fi is my provider. What the shit is that? I, you know, I don't understand it because I didn't put it together, but it, I, I'm happy with it. Okay, I, I'm unaware <laughs> of it. I am, yeah. I am freaking unaware of it. I jump between T-Mobile and AT&T uh, about every two years because uh, one gets too expensive, then you jump to the other and you start saving money again. Uh, On my old router, which didn't reach the kitchen... I would have to be on the phone and I'd be like, oh, let me get closer to the router. And then I could get, then my Wi-Fi would connect to my phone and I, my call would be great. Is Fi, Chad, is Fi considered VoIP? Because VoIP also didn't work for this system. Oh, so would I not be able to overwatch if I desired to? I don't know. That's why I'm asking if, if, if Google Fi is considered VoIP. Yeah. Uh, because VoIP systems, like you couldn't route it through a Skype phone number, for example. Uh, that, well, eh, hmm. Mm. See, that, that's where I get into, like, how many barriers are worth, like, the smurfing? Because, personally, my time is different than everybody else's, but if I, if I was like, I'm going to smurf today, I would go to your website, I'd make an account, and if it was like, you need a phone, I'd be like, ah, you know, I don't care enough, let me go ruin my own rank. <laughs> I'll go practice, I'll go practice Diva on my main, it's fine. Well, there's two, I mean, there's that would two, stop me full. There's two conversations being had here, right? Like, there's the, there's the intent of the system, which is to keep smurfing down and also keep you a little more honest if you're going to be a total asshole on the platform, right? But then there's the impact of what's, what's happening with folks that use prepaid phones, where it's like, no, sorry, yeah. your phone isn't good enough. And that's that that's separate from from, I think, the Smurf conversation. Right. I can I can see in the vacuum them being like, we don't want people neoing their phone into the trash can every time they're rude to somebody else. So let's go. It's a good idea. <laughs> but if it's if it's getting into like that's where it gets kind of weird for me. Right. Because I don't understand these systems like what Cricket's doing and perhaps even what my own plan's doing. Folks are saying that Google Fi uh, works off of T-Mobile Towers, so it essentially functions like T-Mobile. Okay, so there's like a piggybacking and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so like you're that. you're okay. for as far as it sounds like, as far as like this system would be concerned, you have a what this system would consider a standard data plan with a smartphone. So people on their consoles and computers, and I've seen a lot of people posting too. That's like I'm at my computer all day. Like we are in a work from home era. I don't own a phone. Why would I? Like, that's just a waste of resources. That's something I can be like, yes, 
I can agree with that. I can't, I personally can't imagine living like that, but that is smart. I, I, I could see, yeah, yeah. If things were, I think about how tight crap was when I first got out of college. I could see myself Absolutely. being like, do I even need a phone? So and there was a time where my bed and my chair to my computer were right next to each other. And I just like rolled out of bed into the chair. <laughs> like there, there was no like browsing time. There was no, you know, watching a movie <laughs> on the couch time. Like it was just to the computer and done. That was my day. Oh, how freaking ready player one is that? It's yeah, it's, it could be a little dystopian, but you know, sometimes it's like, oh man, you're romanticized a little bit. Like, a little bit. It was no, simpler. No responsibilities. I had a good six months before I moved back to Florida from LA where that was kind of my existence. Just like rolling yeah. off the, the twin size bed <laughs> yeah. into my computer chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then going to indeed.com and stressing out the whole day, you know, like there were times, there were times. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh boy. Oh, one, one of these days we'll tell the full story of, of 2010 when I moved yeah. back to Florida. And Over some sad music. My yeah. personal, oh, I've never, I've never, that was, that was my low point, which was living with my parents again for three months, <laughs> trying to find work. That was rough. That was a rough time. So anyway, uh, they've since somewhat walked this back quite a bit, walked this back. There was a, an update on the official forums from one of the community managers. The title is Overwatch 2 launch status update. And they said that any Overwatch player with a connected Battle.net account, which includes all players who have played since June 9th, 2021, will not have to provide a phone number to play. So they're kind of grandfathering you in if you played OG Overwatch to somewhat get around these issues with the prepaid phones. Okay. Well, yeah, if you were, if you were in good standing, I guess. And they didn't say I'm making, I'm making connections here. They didn't say straight up that this was in reaction to the prepaid phones issue. Um, there were other issues as well. There's been all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's been queue issues, server crashes, all kinds of stability issues. This is even outside of the DDoS itself. Um, and they even went on to say that, um, a direct quote here on the day of launch, these issues were exasperated, uh, exacerbated by DDoS attacks. While they did not directly cause any of these issues, they made the environment in which we work on these issues more challenging. And then went on to say, we have not suffered any further attacks. So it does sound like the DDoS attacks are over, but it seemed like the bigger issue with the DDoS was it made it more difficult for them to get into their own game to fix these problems. Right. And it's a bigger problem because they are going free to play. And so people expect a low barrier to entry on a free to play title. So all, all the new players show up. They want to get in your game. They have all these additional hurdles. Nobody wants to play. Your day one is kind of bad. Free to play games. I feel like maybe. Maybe more than normal games live on their day ones, too. So it's, it's bad news for Overwatch 2. I think this lasts a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's another thing where I'm just like, I'm looking at this and everyone like, uh, you know, doing the math on the battle pass to unlock the things and being like, well, it's, it's, it's a little worse than competing, you know, competitive shooters. It's just, just like I said last week, I'm just a little tired of blizzard. Just seeing how much they can get away with. Um, which you know, this, this doesn't, you know, this is kind of a separate issue from the issues that they're seeing on launch day. But it's like when you have this and also the changes you've made are not just a net positive. They're not necessarily things that anyone asked for. It's just it makes me sigh. There's a lot of sighs when I think well, about 
when we think about Blizzard in general, I'm thinking about this more from just a video game perspective because Blizzard keeps messing up. I'm not I'm not entertained by this conversation anymore, but I do think it's interesting that they're having an issue with their core player base, which is the widest player base, the casuals being interested in their game because what they did was make subtle. It seems on the outside, like getting full of a, a full role seems like a big deal. But when you just run in there, don't care about your comp and start firing shotguns Reaper style, those sort of players aren't enjoying Overwatch 2. They're wondering, why did this have a 2 on it? And then you have the launch issues on top of it. There's that old kind of thought process that a lot of video game companies, you know, we had EA do this with Battlefront, where they go out and they see how much they can get away with. And then there's an, an additional layer of that where they then go, and how much can we be rewarded with removing later? Like, how, how many points are we going to earn when we fix our own problems that we've made? This is a conversation around World of Warcraft for a long time. Like, they villainously make bad systems, so when they fix them, they can do, like, boom, big trailer, sweeping graphics, now removed. Well, the thing we put in there that oh, we, we thought you wouldn't like. Like, you're, this is opinion and conjecture at best. This is not a proven thing. Oh, I'm not saying it's proven at all. The way you're, I'm saying I, it's I, interesting. I, I think the way you were selling it kind of made it sound like that. Oh, well, then, then I'm just talking out my ass. Yeah, no, I'm having, <laughs> I'm having a great time because I enjoy the tinfoil hat. I, I do not think that uh, EA looked at uh, how Battlefront 2 went and said, this was a success. But they made it a success. They did. And after that they success, they, they is did. there an but element of <laughs> you know, marketing? I don't think that was their plan. I don't think their plan was, let's release a dog shit game and then spend years of blood, sweat, and tears making it awesome so we can have this from the ashes storyline. No, this is more of like the Star Trek scenario where, Kirk, will you hit the button that kills half the people on the planet like thought experiment kind of level thing? Like, is there a world where you go like real, like let's get outside, like, uh, you know, astral project yourself into marketing, everybody. Let's not even pretend to be human here and see what we can get away with. And... Our company's trying that out. Probably not. Sure seems like Blizz is trying that out. <laughs> now, now I'm on board. Now I'm on board. Partial fact. <laughs> now I'm on board with you. That, no, it, but again, it, it's like there's also there's clearly a divide between the people that set the prices and make the business decisions and the actual developers of the game. They don't absolutely. want to talk about it. They're never going to talk about it. We're never going to get a behind the scenes peek. There's not going to be a DVD release for the making of Overwatch 2. And now let's go up to our soulless business de development division where they sat down and crunched the numbers on how much they could wring out of you money wise before you decided to quit the game. And then they told us this and we had to construct a game around it. They're not going to say that. They're not going to own up to that. We're never going to get solid answers on that. But I can't help but look at it and think, I wonder if Jeff Kaplan just got fed up in one of those meetings and that's why he's not with Blizzard anymore. Did you ever watch the making of Disney? I think it was Imagineering on Disney Plus. Uh, yes. Imagineering documentary. Yeah, I really like that documentary, even though it is but boy, uh, Eisner's never looked better. Oh, dude, you want to talk exactly about sweeping shit under the rug? It's still With wonderful, time. though. I love that series. But if you know, like, if you know the real history, you're like, this is pretty. This is pretty sanitized. Yeah, no, and even like the further you go back, like the first couple episodes, 
banger. Like they're absolutely like being like on that piano, like really playing up every episode, like ends on a down point. Like Disney's going to hell. They got no money. What are they going to do? How are they going to get themselves out of this jam? And like in the final two episodes, everything's freaking magic. Nothing could possibly be wrong with this company. Everything's Looking forward, all these beautiful yeah, like, exactly. like, like exactly. theme park porn shots of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Kylo Ren by the exploding wall. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nothing but positive to say about that final episode. Great. It's all great. You don't like projector face animatronics? Too bad. The future is bright. The future is here. I hate exactly. projector face animatronics. They look so stupid. Yep, yep. I'd rather hear it whistling or the pneumatics going every time, you know, pirate moves. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's more immersive for yeah. me. Give me that first cowboy in, in that first season of Westworld. That's herky-jerky. Give me it. So, you know, calm, calm it down, taking it down a notch. I am very curious to see what the impact of something like this launch is on a free-to-play game. Because on a box copy, you can have the cyberpunk success where people say, whoa, not right now. I'll wait for a sale. And then you can have that sale and you can have that rebirth. I think it's really hard for a free to play game to have any sort of second life. I'm trying to think of a second life joke and I'm coming up blank. So, uh, and you can probably think of examples. I don't know how well, like taking, uh, getting rid of building with over or uh, Fortnite did. Um, I don't know, like the popularity of Roblox. Roblox to me seems like more of a steady uh, climb. Fortnite's 100% having a surge um, that yeah. I believe started with them adding no build mode. Well, and, and Fortnite is just kind of like what they did with Heroes of the Storm, but it's everything. So it was like, why, why did we even bother limiting ourselves to one company's selection uh, licensing I mean, hell really is the answer to that um what well, fortnite has money, right. when fortnite has what fortnite has accomplished just in how many different licenses they've been able to strike deals with is nothing short of incredible yeah i don't yeah like, like i've said it before like i don't like how fortnite plays in and i kind of want to play fortnite right now like they're they're just knocking it out of the park it just looks like a fun place to be I agree. I, I would certainly be there if I was younger, like uh, particularly because they added aliens recently. That really was like, whoa, really? Yeah. Like, you want to run around as a xenomorph with a, with a yeah, gun? Absolutely. Yeah, let's go. I want to be Goku with an AR-15. Let's do it. 100%. Let's do it. Assault rifle Goku. Kamihami Gat. <laughs> Anywho, um, I'm sure we'll keep an eye on uh, Overwatch 2 from the sidelines. It's uh, it's. Yeah. A fascinating experiment. We are, with a little bit of resent because of Heroes 2.0. We are out. Hey, man, Heroes of the Storm lasted longer than Overwatch 1. We can take comfort in that. Mm-hmm. You can still go play Heroes of the Storm. You cannot go play Overwatch 1 now. You can still do old StarCraft 1s, right? Like you can log in and do ladder on Wings of Liberty? Or did they get rid of that feature eventually? Oh, dude, population? I have no idea. Okay. I would imagine that. Who would even be still be doing that? That was a big talk they had at BlizzCon when the whole stage was like, what if I still want to do, you know, Wings of Liberty? And they're like, yes, you can. No, It was a very big point they were making at their panel for StarCraft back when we were doing, you know, StarCraft exclusive shows. Yeah, I I have no idea. But (sighs) anywho, if you want our cyberpunk exclusive show, you should check out our Patreon. 
you, I could give you the Patreon link, but it's so much more fun to tell you that you can just go to supportourbromance.com. That is a domain that I shelled out dollars for and then linked to our Patreon. So if you want to support Kyle and me making the stuff that we make, whether you like this podcast only, whether you like our YouTube channel only, which would be weird if you're hearing this because this is the podcast, or if you just like all of it or some of it, whatever the mix and match is, if you want to support Kyle and me making the stuff that we make, Patreon's the best way to do so. We really appreciate the support from everybody over there supporting our bromance at supportourbromance.com. I do want to make a an extra mention in the promo this week, however, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I, 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 I bought another domain. Did you? I did. I bought another domain because we have a shop now. Were you aware that we have a shop? I do. I'm aware of this. Yeah. We have grinding gear merch. We have stickers of me and you, stickers of our characters from Final Fantasy. We put up a print to commemorate finishing Stormblood that will only be for sale for a limited time. And you can find all of that at buyourbromance.com. If you go to buyourbromance.com right now, it'll take you over to our spread shop. We got shirts, stickers, prints. And I'm currently designing a coffee mug. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll let you know as more stuff gets added. Um, I'm just so excited. I got a Zelda sticker from our own store and some of the shirts and they're just, they're delightful. They're freaking grateful. Great. great name. Buyourbromance.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guru and chat says, no longer can we support your bromance. We can buy it now. But yeah. Anyway, uh, if you support us on Patreon, uh, you won't hear this because I will have cut it out. So thank you for the support. You uh, you ready to visit the trailer park? Bring it. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. This week we're heading back to the trailer park. This is where we talk about the latest trailers or anything related to the preview adjacent marketing efforts of soulless mega corporations we can't stop <laughs> buying things from. We're hardworking individuals. You give all the credit to the artists. Yes. These people work hard. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Kyle, I didn't even know this was happening. We got a trailer for a new Need for Speed game today, and I think it looks freaking awesome. It's interesting, isn't it? Like yeah, what's this called? Unbound. Need for Speed. Unbound. Yeah. Featuring a rapper I'm unfamiliar with and don't know how to pronounce the name of. Uh oh, l- l- let's see. It was in the it's in the YouTube description. So, oh, I don't know, because it's an A cash symbol A P. So sometimes that's ASAP, or sometimes you actually get in there with the cash. So I'm not sure. Rocky? Oh, yeah. This is their last name. I'm unfamiliar. I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. But um yeah i honestly i just want to i just want to be warm and fuzzy with you for a second thank you kyle for adding i didn't add this i specifically left this out because i'm like there's no universe where kyle gives a shit about this and (laughs) you added it in and said dude we should talk about that you love racing games and i do i i never I, i very rarely have a chance to go off about my love of racing games and uh i have a deep Seated love of Need for Speed, even though in recent years it hasn't been that good. Um, but I would say from the for me, the golden age of Need for Speed was uh Underground 2 through Carbon. I think I think uh and every game in between was basically great and awesome, and I played the crap out of them. However, the last need for speed, Heat. It was good, dude. 
it was a good ass game. It was the first good Need for Speed in a very long time. Did it have cops? Yes. Okay. I see a note in here that says, "Is Need for Speed bringing back cops?" And I'm assuming you wrote because I didn't write it. And yeah, I no, would like that, to inform you about. that I don't think cops ever left. Cops have been in Need for Speed like the whole time. Okay. Okay. Well. Here's the difference, right? Like I played the absolute heck out of Underground. I loved it. I loved racing and then pissing off the cops and then trying to get to like the paint shop or whatever, you know, various lose them mechanics I had. I like, therefore, when I was driving down the road going to a race, I was driving all responsible. I'm just, you know, making sure I'm passing on the left, you know, because I don't want to mess up the cops and not make it to my race on time. Not like there was a time mechanic ever, but did two have, I didn't think two had cops. I didn't think it was until most wanted that they brought cops back. It was Underground had the cops. Yeah, because you were like illegal street racing. I didn't think Underground 2 had cops. It was the one for Xbox, normal old Xbox. Well, yeah, yeah. The Underground 1 and Underground 2 were GameCube, Xbox, PS2 era. Had Riders on the Storm on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Had Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. D-O-double-G. I was in my uh, my Ford Focus for the whole early game. Yeah, I played the Focus it. too, yeah. Yeah, I even yeah. had a Focus at the time. Uh, actually... No, I, uh, when I first started playing underground two, I still had my very first car, which was a 1996 Honda Accord. And so I was using the civic in there cause it was the closest thing. Cause it was from, I think it was a 97 civic. In underground yeah, I didn't two. have a Subaru Baja sadly. Yeah, oh yeah. It's such a, such a, they probably had a WRX though. Those were hot back then. They were. Yeah. I got a lot of flack from, well, anybody who cared about cars for my car. Cause yeah, it wasn't yeah. a, like, oh, why didn't you get a Rexy? And I'm like, I don't. Because the engine's hungry and needs an extra nose. Like, I don't know. I don't care. But, uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, the trailer has cops in it. And I'm like, ooh. But really, it's the style. They're it's doing it. You said it on Twitter. It's, yes. Very Spider-Verse looking style. Yeah. Like, they, they. I don't know if the actual, like, little, I want to call them, like, Photoshop advertisement circles and stars are going to make it in the game. But the smoke seems to be sort of cell shaded. And in general, it just has a lot of character to the, it. And the characters are cell shaded. The, the cars still yeah. look, I would say, fairly photo real. Um, but the characters are cell shaded. And then when they're drifting, the smoke is, as you said, animated. They do like the squiggly lines. And this is something that Spider-Verse did where you had 3D, excuse me, characters. as a work for a burp, apparently. Um, but then they would like have hand-drawn elements over the top of it. And that's what's going on with this. So heat did this with what I like to call the aesthetic of eighties cocaine party. Um, <laughs> so heat had this aesthetic had, had this okay. like kind of over the top graphical aesthetic where they would introduce like neon, like symbols and graphics uh, that would overlay on top of things, particularly like when you would start and finish a race, there wasn't a whole lot of it happening in the race itself. Um, so I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen here, but I'm hoping they push it a little bit further with Unbound because what's this trailer just looks, it's something I think Need for Speed has been trying to find, which is something that sets itself apart from the pack. Because now you're we're in, the, in the world of Forza and Gran Turismo, we, we, Need for Speed has been second fiddle for a long time on as yeah. far as arcade console racers. Um, Gran Turismo, much more in the sim direction, but... Forza right to that line. You can really dumb down Forza if you want to with, with controls and whatnot and make it a very arcadey experience, especially with the Horizon installments of Forza. Um, so Need for Speed, I think, has, has kind of struggled with its identity and what where it fits in the landscape of racing games with real licensed cars. Um, so I think Unbound looks great. I think Unbound looks like it, it's kind of got its own voice, its own style. Um 
I love it. It looks kind of like an ode to street level clapped out race cars, which I love. That's an aesthetic. I really have a, a lot of deep love for. You know what? I'm watching the heat trailer right now and I'm realizing why I didn't pay attention because it's got cops in it and it, you know, seems to have kind of the, you know, like you're going to race all kinds of places, but the new one has like the construction site and the more uh, interesting to me mm. racetracks that is on display, but really it's the style like the spider verse, the cell shading that really makes me go, Oh, this is going to be fantastical. And when I dress up and arrive, can you customize your character now? I don't think I ever saw myself. Oh yeah. You, there was a crazy amount of character customization in heat. Okay. So I would imagine there's going to, they're going to bring that forward into unbound. Um, and it, and also heat ran the on the frostbite engine, which gets a lot of shit, but their character models look fantastic in heat. When I'm like shopping Amazon and there's like these big graphic sweaters, I always want to buy them, like have dragons yeah. all over them. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Unbound really looks to be. So I, I love, I also just love cars, like outside of uh, racing games. Uh, Katie's got a highly modified Scion FRS. Uh, I drive a, a stick shift V8 Mustang. Um, we're both big car nerds. And uh, Unbound seems to be really leaning into like the, the like hype car culture of like Instagram and TikTok. Like, there's yeah the younger side of car culture right now is very colorful. It's very fun. There's a lot of anime girl stickers going on. Like that is back in full force when you go to car meets. As long as you don't go to cars and coffee, it's too early for the for the cool kids. You gotta go find the night meets uh around here to see the 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 hip cars. But uh I love it, man. This looks cool. This looks great. I want to play the crap out of it. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like the the style choice they made made everything else pop and everything else interesting. I'm watching this heat trailer from 2019 and I'm just kind of bored. I feel like I've done this all before. And whether or not it looks like there's some storyline where maybe you like you, you you race a bad cop and maybe he like ooh gets gets in your business or something. I just don't care. But here this is looking fresh. I think if you liked Underground Tune, you've been wanting another one of those. Heat feels like a a modern version of underground too. I think that's why I liked it so much. Um, also it's setting is basically Florida. So there's another reason I like <laughs> heat, but it's like fantasy Florida. Cause it has mountains, which okay. if you've never been to Florida, Florida is flat. Yeah. Very <laughs> flat. Absolutely flat, but it's essentially super Miami with a mountain range. Um, they got my it. attention. Yeah. But unbound looks cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna play the crap out of this. And I love that an old Nissan, <laughs> it's like the, the the halo car you gotta start like that's the fun that that was the fun of pod racer back in the day is starting with nothing starting with a real crap car and even in the little story trailer they're like if you beat me you can have this car and i oh so you know, i get to build up i get to build my garage i get to you know put a new nos in there i don't i just look at the levels little numbers go up little bars mm. fill and i go ooh, it's faster mm. <laughs> and, and then i hate i hate drag racing though i hate that mode that was my least favorite it's it's hard to make drag racing interesting in a video game it, it's really interesting in real person in in, in real life because there's a lot of incremental improvement you can do um but it's just not all that fun in video games yeah i can see that Drifting is fun in video games. Circuit racing is fun in video games. Drag Drifting racing. is fun. Drag, drag racing is just not that fun. Uh, and especially in an arcade game, because they're going to dumb it down even more to make it accessible because you've got an arcade racer. Then, then drag racing is super boring. But yeah. Anywho, we can, uh, we, we can only hope that it, that it lands. I'm, I'm, there's something about it. It just looks, it looks fresh. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a little cringy in the way it's trying to appeal to 
heavy quotations here, the youth. But Need for Speed's Probably. always been cringy. It's always kind of leaned into the camp of it. So I, I don't think it's a necessarily a bad thing when Need for Speed is a little cringy. I think it should be. I think it should kind of chase it. Like, have the ham. Look at the most popular car media in the world. It's Fast and the Furious, and it's campy as hell. Yeah? Yeah, embrace it. Yeah, just go for it. Just nobody Cabin in the woods of horror. Nobody in the car scene is taking things too seriously, and if they are, I don't like being around them. <laughs> so... I'm looking forward to it. I'm super stoked about this today. So anyway, I want to see what you're super stoked about because you've been playing uh, more than just Final Fantasy this week. So let's get into what you're playing. So I've just been leveling in Final Fantasy 14 and having a good time with it. But um, you correct this. I love that this you're going on this journey of shit. Kyle should have played a lot sooner. Uh, you cracked well, the seal on a game I deeply love. You you may have been aware of this little show we did called uh, Into the Nexus. You know, here's the storm, <laughs> and all that sort of business. Like I spent years as a main game content creator, YouTube, Fair. Twitch, m- multiple streams per week, the show proper. Anytime I was playing anything else, there was kind of a sense of like, eh, I could probably. Be playing some here's the storm i could be preparing the show i could be making some notes i also like i sold lessons like i straight up you know this was my life here's the storm was my life so i missed tons of games mainly throughout that you know like 2016 to 2019 kind of era and of course i had a kid so you know even more so so i'm kind of catching up a little bit and because of persona 5 coming out and i'm gonna be getting that for my turn-based baby on board gameplay I saw a Game Pass had all the EA titles, including Jedi Fallen Order. And I was extremely skeptical because, as I often do, as I often do, I look at a video game and I go, hmm, are you good? What's your ending? Now, in the case of Final Fantasy, my friend John said, no, don't do that. And I, <laughs> and I didn't. But you should never do that. You no, madman. But, You're a well, monster. You know, well, you know, I, I got limited time and I want I want it to be spent valuable and I want to know that one piece ends someday before I go and watch it. Unless I'm using it to fall asleep on the couch. That's There's a whole too many episodes. I, will, I never I will just die before. Starting exactly. One piece. There's too I, many episodes. And, and I don't know if the, if a game is going to be doing this to me. Right. So back in the day, I was like I was swinging by like Trixler's Chad and everyone was streaming Jedi Fallen Order. I saw a lot of the game. And it looked a little rough. There was, you know, like uh, capes going through people's chests at the time. And, of course, I saw the end. I won't get into it here, but, you know, Star Wars is often feeling very small for a galaxy far, far away. And it's not the part of Star Wars I enjoy. I don't like seeing C-3PO and R2-D2 around every corner. I'm just like, what are you doing here? Let's make up some new stuff. I played KOTOR. I've seen awesome new stuff. Well, they they made new stuff. This game has they a lot did, of new stuff. But they looped it in and C-3PO's like looking at you through binoculars and no, being like, oh isn't. my, like the whole time. Like this yeah. is C-3PO in this. Oh, dude, dude, tell me, tell me honestly that main characters from the original trilogy don't show up in this. One does. One? One character. One? Who makes one. sense given who is the uh-huh. villain in this. And if I watched the end of Dark Souls, which this was advertising to be, you know, like kind of Daria Souls adjacent. A Certain Souls game. people were advertising mm-hmm. it to be. Okay. And on the harder difficulty, it's freaking hard. 
And and if someone was like, yeah, you don't really fight the final boss in Dark Souls, I'd, I'd hang up on that cog. So I had a lot of baggage. I wasn't interested. Oh, my God. You. I know. This is why that, you're, you frustrate me. Because it doesn't mean there isn't a final boss fight. There is. That's just the cap to the narrative. You have a final boss fight before the uh-huh. thing that you're mad about. Uh-huh. Ah. Oh, ah. Oh. You're repeating what I was doing to you on the cyberpunk show. You monster. But but, this is why you don't look up endings and you experience it yourself the way it was meant to be experienced. This had a happy, this is a happy story, Garrett, because of this. And this alone, I was like, wait, what the shit? What are we doing here? Is this, is this real? And it was. And it was just that little bit, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta play this now. Star- I'm like, so happy with this new future of Star Wars where they figured out everything doesn't have to be John Williams. Yes. Some of the best scored music of the last decade has come out of Star Wars properties. And it's the stuff that isn't John Williams. I love John Williams. The stuff he did for Force Awakens and, and Last Jedi, like Ray's theme is beautiful. But where I've really been impressed is the shit in The Mandalorian and or right now has such a banging soundtrack like whole there's synth in star wars and it works and then that yeah fallen fallen order has a fantastic soundtrack dude when you're doing that like you when you're heading in on that like sweep and you're doing you're doing the thing we always end up on junk planets like particularly in like uh in, in the rpgs but as well as jedi outcast the junk planet was the worst junk planets are rarely done well but there was enough nods there was, you know, people talking. There was environment building. I was like, wait a minute. We got a re-. and of course, like, a, like I said, like this. I was just like, holy shit. Like, you don't understand. This is where I'm going to gush, Garrett. Like, you don't understand how much I love this style of music. I have a whole Spotify playlist dedicated to this kind of stuff. Like, uh, here, I'll, I'll just I'll just click into one here. It's so good. I'll click another one so we don't, you know, get any copyright problems. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's so good. I love this genre of music. It's called um, folk metal is the way it's labeled on uh, on Wikipedia. But it's like Mongolian throat singing. Like, it's it so is. incredibly yes, it's a riff on It's a riff on throat singing. Absolutely. Yeah. The first time you ever heard anything this like this that, that sounded like this in Star Wars was Force Awakens. Uh, go watch Force Awakens again and pull up that that movie's cantina scene. That's what okay. the music sounds Interesting. like. It's, it's, it's different. It's a little more upbeat. Um, you know, they're aping the, the cantina band a little bit more there. But it has this sound. And Fallen Order took that and just ran with it. Had a field day. Like, it sounds like... Whoever scored this was just having a good time. Well, and I immediately took great offense to one of the greatest thing. You know, people, you know, when I heard reviews of this game, you know, I, I've got my own problems, as you, you disagree with, but you know, I've got my own problems when I see a game. On the outside, all I heard was nonstop complaints about how the character's generic. He's so boring. It'd be a good game if he wasn't so boring. He, he is. He's literally the least interesting character in the entire game. I, I, he's great. Like, I think he's great. Like, we fly in on him. He's, he's got his headphones on. Like, I, I, I'm like, oh, he's bored like I would be. Like, he's a great self-insert. I don't need any more from, you know, my Jedi insert. This is like, I, I was I was sold. He's doing he's doing a great performance. He got, um, Cam- I, I don't Cameron know. Cameron Monaghan, uh, he's a good actor. I, I like him. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's 
what I refer to as CW pretty. Sure. Like he's just what's, too, what's the with that? he's too clean. Like he looks like Archie. Like, I, I have no problem he looks, with this. He looks like he was drawn by, uh, like, I, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's a, uh, which, which there's, there is a CW Archie series, but Cameron, Cameron Monaghan is not on it, but he could be like everyone on that show is just too pretty. Their faces are too symmetrical. They look like Ken dolls. I, I feel like there, there were many other complaints that people wanted to make. And so they focused on him because he was an easy target. I think he's doing a great job. He's Granted, a good like, actor. I just, I, I struggle with him it. in star Wars. Cause he has this basic cable television look. <laughs> that I can't get past. And and, I, and it's not an insult because what I'm saying is the man is like too attractive. Okay. That, that's better than what I saw on Twitter back in 2019 or no, whatever. I think he's in a show called Shameless, which I love. It's, it's a, it's a drama comedy and he's amazing on it, but I, I just, he doesn't work in star Wars for me as much as I, I love he, this game. But the main, I, the main character is my least favorite thing about the game. He's doing great out there. And like the time period of like five years where it's perfect, like we're not having to do like a whole retraining kind of thing like we did with Obi-Wan, which was fine for that amount of time. But I feel like all the little pieces fall into place. There's an interesting Inquisitor. There's enough side characters that I'm chilling with. You know, I'm only just getting to the first world, so I'm not that deep in. But the pilot and I think what is going to be your Jedi Master all of them are doing great performances. The aliens are actually like lip syncing with interesting, you know, crazy faces. I'm I'm really sold on that. And again, like a lot of this, you know, instant love was from here, here's, here's another one. This one's called uh, Tuva Grove. But they're just they're such badass songs. I love this playlist so much. So I was just completely over the moon the second <laughs> with the fly in. Oh man. And they're doing like it's respawn, right? Respawn, that's yeah. the name. Yeah, respawn made this. They have a they have a good engine. Like they're you, you you like fall asleep on the train, you wake up, you walk to the locked door, you turn around, it's a whole imperial hallway. Like there's not a ton of clunk. I don't feel like the game is constantly struggling with itself to be made. No, it that's hides. How I feel it, about respawn games. It hides its seams really well. Um, I I I think. I know you get annoyed by reused enemies. I feel like you're likely to be, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you're likely to get over it faster in a star Wars game where stormtroopers are supposed to look similar. Yeah, I agreed. As long as they're, you know, I'm definitely like, Oh, I want them in their original helmets. Cause that's what like fulfills my storm. Well, it, it, how far thing. have you gotten? You're, you're in luck. They have their original helmets. <laughs> I know. And uh, that's, that's great. Uh, and I think they, they look good and they, they also have like the bike riding ones, which was always my favorite when I was little scout troopers. Yeah, yeah, they were always super duper cool. Yep. They don't overdo what is maybe like a Sarlacc pit here in the opener. Like it, they, it's just a set. Well, like, this we is uh, yeah, this planet. So this planet shows up in a, a a bunch of different Star Wars media. Braca is the the salvage planet where they are uh, taking apart all of the stuff left over from the Clone Wars. Uh, yeah. it, it shows up in the Clone. Uh, does it show? Up? I think it shows up in Clone Wars. I think it shows up in Rebels. It recently showed up in the Bad Batch show, uh, but it's it's where you start. Jedi Fallen Order. And it's just such a good, it's such a good freaking planet. It's just a scrap planet with all the old Clone Wars ships being taken apart. It's great. And they don't overdo it. Like, and then you're off this planet and on your way. Like, you're not laboriously going through, moving the truck. Can't move that trash yet. I'm sure there's going to be that, like, you can't press this button yet. You know, that's the, that's the soul's nature of it. I do have my slight gripes with the combat. It, it didn't hit. 
it doesn't hit the weight that Dark Souls does. Like when you get hit, you kind of go, and then you're still going. Like Dark Souls, when you get owned, a dude full on floors you and you die and you disperse into, well, Ether, I've been playing too much Final Fantasy, but you know, you disperse into souls. Yeah. So there's, you know, they didn't really nail it. I don't like jumping. I think jumping take, uh, if I could take all their effort in jumping and put it in combat, I would. I'd take all those points that they put in their character sheet of jumping and say, put those all in your combat. And, but you know, the shield, the break the shields, get in there with your lightsaber is fine. Um, you know, a couple of reuse kill animations. That doesn't bother me. I've played video games before, right? I'm not insane. Some, sometimes you you come across as it. <laughs> you have high <laughs> standards. I do. I do. And I One want might the game say to feel impossible. Like, One you know, I wanna, could say impossible. But I want to I want to feel like I'm experiencing the best imagination that the creators had to give. And so often in modern era video games, you can always see those scenes of like, here's where we couldn't do the thing. Here's where we had pushback from producers. Here was where we added lines to the Gelflings because the producer thought it would be confusing in Dark Crystal, right? Like all these sort of things. I'm not feeling that with this. I feel like they're actually just getting to tell the story they wanted to. And I'm curious how the combat, like, you know, I know there's a talent tree in here and a rest system where you go back to your previous spot and uh, BD or something like that. Show I have, um, BD is the droid. Yeah, your healing kind of systems and all that. They're all functioning. Yeah. It's a its a solid-ass game, and it, it made me go, what the hell has EA been doing with this license? They could have been making mm. single-player experiences like this the entire time, and instead they bet the farm on two Battlefront games. Well, and here I am to say, like, the hardest difficulty is really enjoyable. Like, they actually have a combat system that works. The block works. The reflect laser bolts works. And... When you get owned, it doesn't have the weight I wanted to, like I said, but you know what you did and you can improve and you can continue through the game yep. with that knowledge. Now yep, there's so. telegraphing there is like you can understand the combat. You can understand why you failed, where you failed, how you failed and how you can improve. And just the little touches like oh, I'm going to get paid for this, you know, as some like stormtrooper or whatever downs you. That stuff really matters. Like people have forgotten that. That's the thing about dead space. The monsters were scary. Sure. But whenever you died to a monster, you got your damn face ripped off and, you know, like infused with tentacles. And so you're like, I never want to see that again. And I certainly don't <laughs> want to hear, you know, in Batman Arkham, they did this with the Joker. He would make fun of you when you died. Yep. Like they got all these sort of game elements that I really oh, enjoy. I get it really I get, I get why you like Arkham, because if you died to Harley, you have to listen to Harley talk more. And that over and over again. So I'm like, I'm never dying to Harley again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you're digging it, man. I, uh. I, did, I thought you would bounce off of this one, if I'm going to be honest. I, I think I you know, I might see it through. I'll probably, what I'll end up doing is, um, you know, now that I know the difficulty's good, I'll probably lower it back down to normal to see the story. And then if I'm just captivated, go back through and enjoy it on hard difficulty. Because I think keeping the story running, this game is more of a story game than it is a Dark Souls kind of It's a story game experience. that just happens to have a solid combat system. Like, Yeah. It's... It, it, it encompasses what Force Awakens couldn't manage, which was a story you actually wanted to see with gameplay you enjoyed playing. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You make me want to play it again. I can't wait you, for the next you one. Could. You I could. I cannot wait for the next one. What, what's that about the next one? Are we, we doing stuff? What, what are we doing? I, I, there's a mysterious old Jedi or Sith. We're not sure if it's a good guy or a bad guy in a back to tank. That's the big tease. 
Oh, cool. In the next cool. one, like evil wizard. Oh shit. There's a evil oh, wizard. There's, there's a thing. There's a thing in this. Oh, there's a, there's a section in this. I think you're going to love now that you're actually enjoying it. Cool. I'm not going to, don't look anything up. Oh, about Jedi Survivor, is it called? Don't I'm looking look at right now. Up. Don't look this up. Don't okay, look don't up. look this up. Don't look anything right, I'll up. Stop Just watching. play the game. Just play the game. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, it goes places. It goes places. Uh, yeah, I haven't really played anything other than Final Fantasy this week. Um, so I, I got really nothing new there other than I'm really enjoying Dancer because now that my summoner's ready to go, I got to get Dancer to 70. So Yeah, n- next week I can, I'll tell you a bit about Yakuza. What happened was I t- played for two hours Dude, you'd hate this game. <laughs> it is it is so weirdly laid out. Like you'll be in a beautiful full rendered cutscene. So let's say you walk into a room. Let's say a bar. You walk into a bar, full cutscene, voice acted, lips removing everything. Then suddenly cut it off. Text only text boxes and just you know lips just kind of doing whatever they want. Then suddenly it'll go to like slideshow where it's voice acted and well rendered, but the lips don't move at all. But sometimes someone like smirks, like a weird kind of like 3D motion slideshow. And then it'll go back to full cinematic on the back end. Like over the course of one conversation, you will experience three different styles of presentation. Uh, And and it is really jarring and bizarre. uh, No, thanks. I'm good. But it's also huge, and you know that, like in this sort of open world Shenmue, because I played Shenmue back in the day. Um, is it you know just in that Shenmue? sort of? Is it Shenmue? I, I only read it in my own head, so you know what? You're just, probably I think, right. I think it's just Shenmue. Oh, sure. Uh, but hey, you you end up um, like a lot of this is like they cut corners here because it's not really cutting corners. They're just saying this part of the story, kind of like Final Fantasy. They're saying this part of the story can be told through text. It's not as important. We don't need to act it for people. We're going to take all that effort and we're going to go put it in karaoke or something weird like that down the road. Because we've got other systems and and gameplay and fun things to design. We're not going to waste it here on this minor story. But even though it's part of like the main story quest, and you're like, what was with this old man? Why is he suddenly not voice acted? And then he just kind of goes, hey. And like, and you're like, oh. So each each like line begins with him being like, ha, ha. Like, oh, you know, rowdy old man says. Okay. It's, it's, it's a, we're having a lot of fun with it as like a, a couch evening game. But what happened was I'm done for the night. I've been playing for two hours. It's 2022. I say, all right, going to bed. Exit, exit, exit. Do you want to lose your uh, say progress? I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've been standing here for like five minutes. I want to like brush my teeth. You know, I'm going to floss. I'm like, eh, exit, exit. All gone. Because I didn't go to a phone booth and save properly. I was supposed to like, like it was, you know, it was 2002. I was supposed to walk over to a phone booth, pick up the phone and say, would you like to save and select the slot or something like that? So I lost all my progress. So I'll report on it next week. What I think of Yakuza. I'm sorry you lost your progress. That is maddening. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. Part of the reason I haven't gone back to uh, Cyberpunk, I didn't lose my progress, but I meant to make a choice, and the game was like, nope, you made this choice. And I was like, oh. Uh, and then my last save was like two hours of gameplay back. Right, like, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. Yep, yep, yep. Lose the motivation. Yeah. No, I do want to go back. It's just like, I got a, I got a trip coming up in a week, and school is compounding, and I'm just like, I, I'm going to play Final Fantasy, and that's it. Uh, until I get on the other side of this business trip. Sure. So, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. We'll talk about that, man. I can't, I need to have a conversation about just how I've been, uh, just realized I've been a cave troll since 2020. I haven't had to go out on assignment for videography in a very long time. 
Understandable. Outside of my own stuff. Um, but, oh boy, it's interesting. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to make sure all this camera gear gets on a plane and gets to where it needs to go. And I know where everything is. And I need to, sure. I need to make sure all these SD cards still work. And whew. Yeah. Well, well, if you have the time, you know, like you did for God of War, if you want to join me a little bit, you know, join me on the, on the, the rewrite of, of uh, yeah. Fallen order. Fallen order. Yeah. I'll I want to, I, I, when we have a little more time, when I'm, when I'm out of school, man, I want to do videos about this for the main channel. Like when we play games sure. like this, I love talking about, the narrative of Final Fantasy, and I want to do it with other games. I want to put that wrapper on other games you and I are playing. It's fun. It's a dream. It's the next big thing I want to do. I want to add that, add that to the channel. But anywho, uh, in the meantime, do you want to wrap it up with some questions? Absolutely. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You, yes, you, dear listener, you can write into the show. We got time for questions. We love hearing from you. So if you want to be a part of the show, send an email to feedback at startgrindinggear.com. If you're supporting us on Patreon, we have a dedicated channel on our Discord for patrons and members of the YouTube channel to just drop us questions. Do so there. Also, chat. Hey, what's up? You know, add us if you got a, if you got a quick question. <laughs> if we have time, we'll include it in the podcast proper. Luke wrote in from our Discord and said, anyone well, got... technically didn't write in. I posted a forum. And I thought wow. it was an interesting question, so yeah. we're stealing it for the show. Yeah. Uh, said, anyone got good Halloween recs, preferably ones on streaming services? I've struck out on basically all my go-tos so far. Van Helsing, The Mummy, Mummy Returns, Jaws, Deep Blue Sea, none of them are on streaming services, and it makes me sad. All bangers, all comfort picks. What a great list. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, you know... One thing, and this isn't a judging Luke thing as much as it is dealing with my own sadness thing. Mm. Deep Blue Sea does not hold up anymore. That CG looks terrible. No. <laughs> yeah, it breaks your immersion a little bit. It's true. I, it I true. love Deep Blue Sea, and I, I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't do it. It's got a decently slow burn for the kind of Jurassic Park-y kind of thing they were going for, and if if it's on, like same with Helsing, like if it's on, I'll just be like, hmm? oh, ooh. like let's let's put that on. I think why isn't that on right now? I think Van Helsing was first or second girlfriend date. When did that movie come ooh. out? Was a good date or bad date? Is this is this good memory, bad memory? I have, I have very few bad date memories. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, no, I kind of always went all right until the breakup which was never a date. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> Van Helsing was Oh four. No, never mind. Oh four. No, I, I would have been in a long-term relationship at that point. So no, that was not first or second girlfriend. Okay. All right. Boy, that was, I thought that was earlier for some reason. So here, so here's the challenge is we have to find a good movie that is available on one of the main Streaming services you likely have. I so watched I think, one the other night. Okay. Disney I, Plus, Amazon Prime, and Hulu are kind of like my... I mean, Netflix, too. Like, uh, Netflix, be, Disney Plus, HBO Max. That's me. And obviously okay, Amazon, because you just have it. But I hate Amazon's UI, so I almost never use it. I think uh, I think HBO Max is a stretch, but I, I'll allow it. It's my I'll favorite allow. one, and it makes me sad that they are ripping a bunch of shit down off of Vin. They're not making enough money. I'm like, you're, you have the best programming. Like no stars has- allowed. Stars is out. I hate 
and whenever I go to one of my known streaming services, like with your stars and on stars no. is cheap though. If there's something on there that you want, it's only like seven bucks a month. It's like one of the cheapest things out there right uh. now. And so they've got some good shows, but yeah, um, I watched one on HBO Max the other night. I streamed Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay. I love Beetlejuice. I love early Tim Burton and uh, yeah, it's, it's on there in all its glory uncut with that one big F bomb that I always forget it has for a PG Tim Burton movie. <laughs> yeah. Nice F and model as he grabs his crotch and it makes. The oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't where I wasn't sure where that was. Yeah. That movie's horny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot. Yes, it is. That movie is that movie goes for it. It's. Yeah. If you think about it too hard, it's kind of gross, but I, I still love that movie. All the, all the aliens movies are trapped behind stars as well. Oh, what a shame. I have yeah. the entire collection on Blu-ray. I just don't buy discs anymore. That was a gift that I love. <laughs> I'm glad someone gave me. Um, although the- now, now I'm thinking it might be a good 4k purchase after I had such a good experience watching jaws on the physical 4k disc what what's the tarantino with the vampires and the dawn oh that was a split it was tarantino and robert rodriguez they directed tarantino directs the half you think is a tarantino movie and robert rodriguez directed the back half which is a vampire movie and that is from dusk till dawn i didn't know that okay yes that was a split direction so the first half feels like a gritty tarantino movie because that's the half he directed yeah yeah. Okay, that's on Netflix. That's a. I think that's kind of in the wheelhouse of fun horror. Not really horror, but you know what I mean? Like Monster of the Week kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's on Netflix right now. Oh, It Follows is on Netflix right now. Go watch It Follows. It Follows. I haven't heard this one. Oh, it's fantastic. Does it follow? One of the best horror movies of the last decade. There's people making out in a car. It's very simple rules, and it takes those very simple rules and runs with it. Cool. I like that. It gives you rules very early on, and it does everything you could possibly do with those rules. Oh, wait. Is there like a full... Is this a monster movie? Is this like it's got a monster? A real monster? I wouldn't call it a... There is a monster, but I wouldn't call it a monster movie. Okay. Because I watched uh, Sputnik, and that was like that was way too cagey with the monster. Like, never, never heard about it. Yeah, I, I to set your because I know you are the type of person that you are. I would set your expectations by saying, "Do not go into this expecting a cool looking monster." Okay, it's not about that. Not about that. But it is a very, very freaking well executed movie. You know, oh, movie I love. the mist is on Netflix. The mist is fun. Wait, wait. Well, I always confuse the mist and the fog. Which one? Uh, the mist, the, the half-life one. The mist is fun until the ending, which is the bleakest thing I've ever seen. Okay, yeah, that was supposed to be a half-life movie. At least I heard that bit of trivia a while it's ago. Like they're making based a on a Stephen King story. I I don't know. Like someone once told me, or something I once saw, and I believed it because they're like, "Oh yeah, there's a facility and the I mean, thing." There's, there's the, like a hadron collider like reference yeah, in it. That's it. Yeah, you like push the, you push the thing and you push the the cart into the machine and you know, well, there's none of that. No, there's none of yeah. that. They just make reference to there's a, a government facility and they were doing experiment. That's it. You're just, it's a it's a Stephen King story. Oh, oh, who here's one of my favorites. It's available on Amazon Prime. You don't have to rent it. It's like a it's included with freebie. Okay, whatever freebie is. Um, Darkness Falls. I love Darkness Falls. Oh, I didn't like that movie. I was it's excited so for it. so much fun. Because wasn't that the... 
Wasn't that the same dude that did Saw? No, no, it was not. No, Julian Sear? Downton Abbey? No, hang on. Okay. <laughs> they went from, uh, according to Amazon, uh, they went from Darkness Falls to Downton Abbey. I don't think that's true. Um, I also know, th- this is annoying on Netflix, but Conjuring 2 is on Netflix, even though Conjuring 1 isn't. Ah. Conjuring 2 is really freaking good. Would you also yeah. accept series, Luke? Would you accept series? How big? Like, I'd say seven episodes, max. Um, I don't know you want- how many episodes there are of this. Uh, oh, ten. Ten episodes. Will you allow ten episodes as a refer- as a, as a rec- recommendation? I'll allow it, but I don't know if Luke will. The Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. So freaking good, I want to cry. The follow-up's also good, but I prefer the haunting of the, the original Haunting of Hill House. What a hideous poster. It's so good, dude. Oh, that's the book. Okay, the book of it's 1959 so gothic good. horror. It's so Ooh. Oh, gross. Ooh. Oh, this looks spooky. This looks kind of like actually spooky. Haunting of Hill House? Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. is it actually spooky? It is actually spooky. Oh, it's just kind of all around good. It's 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 like a hard drama with with straight up bone chilling horror. Yeah. Okay. here's so here's, you know, kind of like my divide is. Like aliens. Mummy. Action horror, of course, you know, does this well, but. When it's over, you had a good time. Like that—that's my cutoff. Like I, I, and that's why I feel like Luke's going for here with their list of movies. Like you might be in suspense. You may even like watch through your fingers a little bit. But when it's over, you're like, ah, that was fun. I had fun. I had fun today. And and I would say that the mist is like right on the edge. Like just almost like a toe over, but it's it's okay. It's really just the like, ending. The rest of the movie's fun as hell. Yeah. The 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 end. It just has a, it has a very it has a hard to stomach ending. But the uh, the whole movie is such a fun adventure. As long as you're okay with violence, but I'm assuming if you if you get a good if you get a, a kick out of things like Deep Blue Sea, I think you're gonna be just fine with the mist. So how how about this uh, haunting on of the Hill House? Um, uh, you you will jump out of your seat. I well, I say I had fun at the end though. Did I have fun? It depends on I if you disturbed? derive fun from very well executed horror. Okay, which I do, but it is it, it's a pretty serious subject matter okay so yeah you're not gonna laugh but you're well, gonna no i don't need you're to gonna laugh. go oh shit no 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 you're gonna do that but, a lot but uh what was the one with the film the the, the 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 like clown dude was hidden in the film and uh it no no not it. i love i love it it was fun um clown dude was hidden in the film clown dude was hidden in the film. I have no idea what you're talking about yeah it's like one of those it's like the omen the stuff the the things up above like it's it's got one of those names and a dude's like watching old film and he's like trying to place to insidious insidious. Oh, I haven't seen insidious. This is why I couldn't help you. That was good, but I didn't end in and be like, Oh, that was fun. Mm. I don't think I would categorize the hunting of Hill house as fun. Other than I think it's fun because the, just the way it's crafted is excellent. Okay. It's just, it is okay. near perfect. It's so well done. But it is it is it is a serious drama. It deals with loss and stuff. 
Like there's there are consequences to how these ghosts came came about. Um. Oh, both Conjuring's are on HBO Max. So if you have that, you can watch the first and the second. The Conjuring's great. That is ten thousand percent exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Watch only, through your fingers. If you haven't watched The Conjuring, though, the only tip I'll give you is stop it too. The spinoffs and the third one, they're terrible. I no, it, yeah, no interest. I don't no know interest. how many they keep making Annabelle movies. They're bad. The non movies stupid, and The Conjuring Three is just disappointing. The others was un, it's not fun, but the others, the others. I yeah. that was that I I the first girlfriend I ever had. We went on a date to see the others. I think that movie's crap personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I was kind of I was I was jangled. I was nervous throughout it, but mm. I, I don't remember having a satisfactory. Is that end. Streaming somewhere? Uh, no, no. no oh, okay. We were just talking about it in chat. The chat was talking about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ooh. Poltergeist. HBO Max has some good shit right now, dude. They've oh, got they the, got Poltergeist over they've there. They've got Poltergeist, The Witch, The Fly, The Exorcist. Damn. Okay. HBO Max is where it's at right now. Yeah. They got a good collection of Halloween stuff. Both Conjuring's, both new It movies, The Shining. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Just just get an HBO Max. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay, oh, recommendation got, done. Oh, they've got the original Final Destination. Oh, that's a, always a fun one. That is always a fun one. Salem's Lot, American Psycho, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah, you want to just mm. have fun with murder. Little Shop of Horrors is one of my favorites. All right, well, in the confines of our recommendation, I think we've given some good ones. Yep. Oh, we'll, we'll certainly, we'll, we'll revisit horror movies here in October again. Yeah. They also have the entire Nightmare on Elm Street collection. And both Gremlins movies. So you can, uh, Gremlins spans Halloween to Christmas because it's a horror movie that takes place at Christmas. So, of course. There you go. You, you do that nightmare before Christmas and you got yourself covered for Thanksgiving. There. Done. Dude, I just want to go watch some horror movies now. <sighs> That's what I want to do. Oh, I, um, I was recently made aware that I've never seen Return of the Living Dead. And I think I'm going to watch that this weekend. I don't know where I can find it, but I've never seen it. Which one is that? It is one that is not actually a sequel to Night of the Living Dead, but they somehow got the license or something to use the Living Dead title, which George Romero did not get to keep, which is why everything else is just of the dead after that. Oh, He didn't get to keep Living Dead for some reason. I forget the whole, there's a story there. Um, but so return of the living dead is just kind of a one-off that isn't technically tied in, but I've never seen it. And I saw some footage from it the other day and it looks awesome. It's just a bunch of old practical horror effects. Also, it's just like a, there's a whole cast of like eighties punks running around, which is a surefire way yeah. to get you to watch your movie. Now this is max KY jelly time period. This is the eighties. Yeah. Eighties horror. Yeah. So I think I'm going to watch that over the weekend. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but so that, that, that does not fall. I don't think that falls into Luke's uh, request here, but that was just a personal note. And then we're going to, uh, we're going to wrap this up today from uh, Abovan asks, have you ever wanted to play a game solely based upon hearing music from it uh, that you encountered, say on a suggested Spotify, Apple Pandora, or some other streaming service? Yes. No. Final <laughs> fantasy 14. <laughs> Hey, yeah, no, the very the very tie-in you might be thinking of because I 
I, of course, I saw an Asmongold stream. He was, um, you say I was talking to the dragon. And I was like, okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and then I kind of, I kind of was like, man, that's weird. I don't know what's going on over there. And then I was going through fantasy playlists while I was working and Alexander music came on. I was like, this is an MMO music? This is, this is an MMO? And then I heard Fiend from a Warring Triad. I was like, holy shit, this, this got some range. I got to check it this out. And then I messaged John and, and down the rabbit hole kind of, kind of, we went there. Yeah, I've never done this like ever, but I, I'm, I'm a crank when it comes to music. I want to listen to what I want to listen to. The second it runs out of what I chose and it goes into radio mode, I'm like, you shut the frick up. You hate it. Yeah. What am I doing? I didn't ask for this. Didn't I? Except I'll do it with chiptune, but I've never actually gone and looked up the games. I'm just, I just continue vibing. Don't pay attention to what it is. And if I never hear it again, that them's the breaks. Mm. But I've yeah, got, I'm, usually I'll, uh, sometimes when I'm, if I have to write a long report for school, um, I'll put on the Fez soundtrack. And then of course, chips chip just continues on forever. So I've heard a lot of shit that I don't know where it comes from, but, uh, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with living my life that way. <laughs> chip tunes, pretty chill. Yeah. It's that or FTL are my go-to for chip tune soundtracks. That's a good one. I mean, if someone had sent me that, um, that, Stuff in there, it's a little turned down now. But man, if someone sent me that Jedi Fallen Order, mm. I would have been more interested. Mm. I didn't know that was in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, but no, this has never happened to me. Uh, I do find new bands this way, but I've never anything without lyrics. I don't usually pay too close attention to. I'm going through my list of uh, my D and D soundtracks here, which is a pretty good you know way for me to find new music and explore things a couple of these come from like modern warfares so there's obviously things like gears of war modern warfare that have some really good background music that i go ah no, i'm not interested <laughs> nice yeah i haven't i haven't discovered new music in a long time um outside of direct recommendations which and even then it's been a while i think the last thing i got recommended me was beach bunny and they're great uh but it's not gaming music it's a band so yeah, this, I, I don't, I'm not wired this way. I don't get to do it anymore. This is the sad part. You know, mm -hmm. I hold back. I don't, I like exploring video game soundtracks, but with uh, Final Fantasy's musical reveals being part of the excitement of the moment. I, I put that all away. You know, I haven't listened to the Shadowbringer soundtrack. I haven't listened to the Endwalker soundtrack. Uh, imagine years from now when we're finally caught up, how free you'll be. <laughs> yeah, then I can just put it on. I can put it on my D&D playlist. I can, you know, I, I really like sorting my playlists. I'm a big fan of, I got my tavern one. I got my forest one. I realized. Uh, apparently, I really like two worlds. Two worlds apparently had really good music. Mm, I need to, uh, we've been having the family over more and it's made me realize I need a mixed company appropriate playlists. Having kids will do that. Yeah, Katie and I like aggressive music. <laughs> yeah. It's not always the best for guests. Uh, man, I really like mashups, but those are not child friendly. Mm. Um, I'm trying yeah. to, I think I've banished these all. So I might not have any uh, examples right now. No. Oh, here we go. Yeah. No, 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 these are good. Oh, my workout music was also very angry. You gotta, you gotta power up, man. You gotta go. You gotta keep going. I haven't, I haven't gone for a run with headphones in a long time. 
I like the I like this I like leaving my house with nothing on me. There's something freeing about that. It actually it makes the run better. I don't have a damn um, damn phone jiggling or like weighing down your pants or I tried one of those armbands for I hate those things. I they don't look comfy. I you know they're not I'm, they're not comfy. <laughs> I used to do a lot of podcasts and stuff while I work out, but you know, since we edit so much, I'm so sick of hearing our voices. <laughs> Sometimes oh. I'm just like, I can't even listen to my friend's podcast. Like I gotta, I need silence. Oh, that's, 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 that's fair. Yeah. I'm pre- I'm real behind. I haven't listened to anything from our, the stable of our friends in a while. Um, although, Hey, you know, I'll say, I'll, I'll, can I, can I, I'm going to promote, I'm going to promote someone okay. right now. Our, our buddy, Justin Robert Young helped produce. He's not on it. So it's not a voice you're used to, but he, uh, he produced a new show called don't explain. And they put a, I don't, I don't know, I guess I could ask him, but I don't know if there's going to be more or if they're doing mini seasons, but there's just three episodes. You'd listen to it and you've had a full experience where the host, I think Will is his name goes into like deep dive dissects a movie trope or a genre of movie. And so this, there's a three episode arc out right now that you can go listen to. So again, the show is called don't explain, uh, it explains the rock star biopic and how it started and why it became such a success. Oh, that's an interesting yes, topic I wouldn't so, think of. It's so well done. It is so well researched and written and they pull in clips from all of the movies that they talk about. And so the very first one spans uh, the, like the first few biopics, which is I think lady sings blues and buddy Holly, but it bookends it with eight mile. So it like kept me interested because I'm like, I don't really give a crap about Lady Sings the Blues. I know nothing about this movie, but I love 8 Mile. And it, it, it's just fascinating. And so I've listened to the entire thing. I listened to the entire thing while leveling my summoner. Um, and it's you can get through the whole thing. And, and it, so, it, uh, it, so you'll go on that trip and you'll end on Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's fantastic. Hmm. And it, it, it did a lot of research into the production of these movies. So it's called uh, Don't Explain, produced by our good buddy Justin Robert Young. Um, I also may have done the album art for it, which is why it was on my radar, sure. but I kind of forgot about it. I did this art months ago <laughs> for Justin and then it had come out. So I, and I was like, Oh, I should give this a listen. And I ended up listening to the whole damn thing. I really enjoyed it. So anyway, there, there's my promotion this week. Uh, I get nothing from it. I've already been paid for my time. <laughs> so <laughs> I just really thought it was a good show. It was really well produced. So if you're looking for a new podcast, something you can consume, Check it out. And that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Grinding Gear podcast, which means, Kyle, you got any sweet, sweet jams for me to listen to? Let's, let's see what I got. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Cyberpunky. I know. like it. I like it. Yeah, reminder, if you're uh, supporting us on Patreon, I'll be getting that uh, spoiler bonus episode of our Cyberpunk Edge Runners uh, discussion out for you very soon. But we want to shout out, speaking of our badass patrons, we want to thank you. Thank you so much for your support of everything that Kyle and I make. And if you want to get in on that support, if you like what we do and you want to support us, check out supportourbromance.com. That will take you directly to our Patreon. But we've got new patrons to thank this week, starting with Dan C. Thank you, Dan. Yvonne R. Thank you for your patronage. June B. Really appreciate you taking the time to visit a website and then decide to give us money. Thank you. I would like to pass that off as well to Moira, who did the same. Oh, thank you, Moira. And Mariana S. Thank you very much for becoming a patron. We appreciate the support, everybody. It uh, 
was thinking about where we were 11, a week, 11 weeks ago, having to like kill a darling that we've been doing for a long time and seeing the growth of the Patreon and the support and how happy everyone's been with the, uh, with the new content that we've been, we've been putting out on the YouTube and into the podcast sphere. Thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, there's also a special level of patrons that we thank every episode. That is our legendary level backers. So thank you to Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Dagny, Wayra E., Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an E-A-B. Thank you very much, everybody, for your support. Endless thanks, y'all. If you want to get thanked every episode and uh, really, really support us, uh, if you're interested in that legendary level backer, well, info is on the Patreon. Go check it out. Other than that, you can follow us on Twitter. The only problem really is the song never unleashed. You know, oh. just kind of did this. It never did like a bang. Oh yeah, it's just bang, never, bang. never drops. There's never a yeah, drop. It never drops. It what drop. a tease. Yeah. What a tease. What a tease. Well, we won't tease you on Twitter. I'm at Garrett Art. He's at Kyle Ferguson, and we have a joint account for everything involving our content at Garrett and Kyle. Other than that, you can get our video content over at youtubecom TV. New uploads every Wednesday. We stream this podcast live on the YouTube every Thursday at 2 p.m. And if you're listening live right now, we'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Getting back to the Shadowbringers MSQ. We got to go find our buddy Alphano. That's what we're doing tonight. But thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, GG. Take care. <laughs>